Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the animated series, with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the, in the episode, whether there were real-world factors that crept into the writing or if the cartoon episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan, I'm a lifelong fan who's familiar with all aspects of the franchise. Well, Ed is familiar with Transformers, but it was really nothing he got into when he was younger. So thanks so much for joining us. Ed, how you doing, dude? I'm doing fantastic. I've had a very busy few days, but I am uh, I'm doing great. Um, I'm very tired, very beat up at the moment, um, but uh, so it goes. So so I was the other day I was uh, thinking about Tom Brady. The, the famous football player who that oh, may yeah. not be in the wheelhouse of uh, of our normal fan base and uh but um <clears throat> or there may be some still, strong opinions uh yeah i'm sure he will elicit a lot of strong opinions uh <laughs> one way or the other um but that's not one of, that's not what i'm that's not why i'm here i'm not here to 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 bag on on tom brady um because i just uh i just had to stop by the grocery store on the way home and i had a, a lady from boston was behind me and it was very uh Excited she was wearing a Celtics hat, and I'm, I'm a fan of the Celtics, so mm-hmm. it's good. But she went in about you know the Patriots anyway. Um, so <laughs> when this really this but this really bothered me because I, I don't like when this happens. So when Tom Brady was playing football, when he was like you know like even like halfway through his career, people were like, "This guy is the greatest quarterback of all time." And I'm very much of the opinion that you can't say that while a thing is, is happening and, and that you need a lot of time as perspective to say something is the best of all time. You can say it's your favorite of all time. Yeah. You can you can statistically say that, okay, well, this is this guy is probably the best player to play this position in this sport, in this team. You can say that. So you can say that, like, I, I don't like, I mean, then you could argue that, like, LeBron James isn't as good as Michael Jordan because he's not. Well, well, but <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it really bothered me that people were doing people were doing that for Brady, like when his career wasn't even over yet. And because I feel like you need you need like some time, some time. How much time do you think you need? Do you think you need time? The only thing you can say, can you go to a movie? Can you go to a movie, walk out of that movie and go, that was the best movie of all time. That was the best. The, that was better than The Godfather. See, I actually have never done that. I've never done that. Um, I, I, it's not I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. I just don't think I've ever done that. I, I've gone, man, I love that. I compare it to other things. I, I'll never forget when uh, Tristan uh, told me after he watched, uh, you know, our, our friend Tristan, he watched, uh, um, you know, um, uh, James Cameron's epic um, um, Avatar. Avatar, Avatar yeah, yes. Yeah, we, yeah, like, we, we talked about this. Back yeah, Mopus. Mopus. But, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, the thing is, okay, we'll go back to sports analogies here. Um, we Growing up, I was always told that Joe Montana was the greatest of all time. Well, that's not true. <laughs> well, it's not true. No, it's not true. Now, um, it wasn't true then either. What's that? Well, well, I mean, he was he was pretty popular. Um, you so a, you can make a case. Yeah, but there was a, a little period of time where he was like the best in the, in the game. But he, you know, Steve Young came along after that, and so on and so forth. Dan right. Marino actually was uh, is arguably one of the best quarterbacks that never win a Super Bowl. Correct. The thing with uh, Tom Brady is okay. I'm, we're losing like half of our fans right now. Um, thing with Tom Brady is statistically. He is a quarterback who has more Super Bowl wins than any any other quarterback. Which could that be the way you can say he's the best of all time? No, the team's best of all time. Maybe to this point, 
to this point. Yeah, maybe. Um, um but you know, it was, it was like it's, it's chemistry that works really, really well. Um, I came out of uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I came out of Evil Dead Rise, and I didn't say, "Man, that's the best movie ever." I was like, "That was a great movie in a franchise." Which movie? I, Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. Okay. Yeah, that was a great movie in a franchise. I it really kept captured the spirit. Now I will say that I absolutely love Evil Dead Two, Dead by Dawn. Um, one of my favorite movies. I watched it so many times. It's not okay. the best movie of all time. I personally love it a lot. But yeah, it's it's like almost like hyperbolic for people to say that sort of thing because there's no basis of fact. There's no proof. Star Wars is not the best movie of all time. It's a badly paced, kind of boring in the middle space ep- epic. Yeah, no, that, that's that's your accurate. But I mean, like, do you think that people walked out of The Godfather when it came out and they went, "Well, that was the best movie of all time. That was it." That of course was, not. No one's ever going to make a movie better than that. Of course not. Like, no one say, "Well, wait till Godfather Three comes out." I uh, know that's <laughs> that's not what that's not exactly what they're saying. Well. I'm sure a lot of people did say that. And you say, like, what's the best the best movie that's come out? Well, obviously The Godfather Part Two. But um, I you know, people will say that about um, you know, all kinds of movies. People people will say that about bad movies. I'm sure someone that believes that Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, is the best movie they've ever seen of all time. It's a fun movie. I love watching the movie. Not my favorite movie. Well, you know, I used to work with someone that, that said that Tommy Boy was their favorite movie of all time, their favorite movie period of all time, which I'm like, like, I mean, you know, favorite and best are, you know, two different categories. And, yeah. and, and, but, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I normally think that you need a lot of time, uh, for this. Um, I think you need like years for this. However, however, um, this, I, I was on vacation last week and I, uh, I went over to New Orleans and I saw The Cure and I'm going to go ahead and say that that was the best concert I've ever seen in my entire life. See, that's actually a verifiable uh, fact because you are making that that, that that opinion. You're 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 speaking that opinion. That is the best show you've ever seen in your entire life. You can save all the other shows you've seen so far. That is the best one. I, I will uh, easily say that uh, when I went to see uh, Fleet Foxes and Mobile, it was the best show I've ever seen. Um, I've seen shows after that, but that was the best one I'd ever seen. I still have ever seen. It was show great. or concert. Show or concert, though. I, I have I have a dividing line between shows and concerts. Do you do you have do you have that line? Um, let me ask you real quick though. How are you going to define the difference between a show and a concert? Well, a concert you can see in, in an arena, and a show you see like in a club or a dedicated small music venue. Yeah, you know, I generally like I, I prefer bands that play like the club level circuit. That's that's, yeah. that's my space is is bands. It feels, that... it feels more, um, I don't know. It feels more intimate. Hmm. Um, oh, I, it does. It yeah, does. I, I've seen. I've, I've, well, I mean, I've seen bigger arena shows, concerts. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen Queensrÿche play a couple times. One time as a smaller show, and one time as a big concert. Really good. Whatever. Um, actually, I would argue they play better in a bigger arena than they do a smaller show. Um, seen Metallica play in a big show, a bigger, uh, big arena, mm-hmm. you know, the Black Album, whatever. It's, it's. I saw them at, you know, not not the best show of all time. It was actually kind of crappy in the middle. But uh, <laughs> the, um, I will say that uh, I, I saw them at the Soul Kitchen, the Fleet Foxes at the Soul Kitchen and Mobile. Now I've seen them again recently, uh, in uh, in Atlanta. Uh, me and my wife went uh, went to see the Coca Cola Roxy, which is still a kind of a, a intimate space. It's two levels. It's it's a basically like gin gin pop in the middle, and then you have like seats around the outside. And I think the only reason why that wasn't as good of a show is because 
the, the album they are touring on, I didn't like as much as the previous one. So that's the only reason. Otherwise, it was a fantastic show. I saw a lot of Floggy Molly, same arena. Great show. Not the best show. You know, there's a lot of good things that uh, that you can say. I think there's something about you have to be invested in it. I know you're invested. Like, like many people are invested in The Cure. And that's probably a show you never thought you'd see. I'll say um, one of my favorite shows I've seen was Tom Waits. Fantastic show. Yeah. Okay. Um, not my favorite, though. And I think it's because, uh, you know, he has a lot. Of, he had a lot of energy, but he's not as young as he used to be. So a lot of the energy, I think, is lost. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, the cure, the cure in their sixties, and uh, it was like that was what I imagine seeing them in the eighties was like. Only probably yeah. a little, little better because it was a couple of those some songs that they couldn't have played in the eighties. But uh, look, I shook, long... I shook Tom Waits' hand. It was still not the best show. So right. So how long? But what was so Fleet Foxes is the best show you, that you've ever seen? Honestly, they were the best uh, concert. Honestly, like... they were better than uh, you know when you. you when I see uh, shows, concert, or whatever, I think like, okay, how do they 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 uh, pair up against their album? Mm-hmm. They they at that at this point they were better than their album, like far better. Okay. And I think it's because they brought in some local. Uh, they brought a local, local trio that had uh, they played um uh like some I want to say a uh, flute and some uh some trumpets for on a certain song. Uh, the watching the uh, the guitars because it was pretty close. Watching the guitars down there and he you know just play different instruments. The whole experience was like I felt more intimate, mm-hmm. but uh, it was you know extremely talented band. Uh, I'm not going to go into it because that's a whole different thing, but uh, you know there's a lot of shows I've seen that have been great, mm-hmm. and I mean honestly being there with my with my wife um it it you know that's it was really hard to choose between both shows but i, I think the only reason i didn't choose them was my favorites because the music they were playing they were trying to promote their near music which i'm sorry um i don't know we, we can talk this about this another time but whenever a band gets happy when they're typically having like <laughs> a lot of like emotionally sad or really uh torn up songs that are really good you're like uh you know He's happy now. I don't. I don't like the music as much. It's it's one of those things, you know. You you want a you want a an artist that who is suffering a little bit for their art. So I think it's the only reason it wasn't the best show. I mean, I've seen Blue Oyster Cult at at Springfest. Fun oh, show. Yeah, I saw it. It was fine. I mean, yeah, it was a fun show. It wasn't the it was best fine. show. I've seen I've seen Boston and Kansas play. Mm-hmm. Great show. Not the best show. So that's the thing, you know. There, it's easy to say it was the best show ever. But uh, it's, you gotta say, okay, let's take a step back, walk away from your uh, from your hy- hyperbolic feelings. Okay, why do I think it's the best show? So you know, honestly, the Cure. I, I saw you were there. You didn't, I saw you strutting around. You were wiped out like the next day. I think you got like three hours sleep. I got like four hours sleep. It was we were, we were both. Was that three, dude? I would have been. I would have been happy to get three. I think. I, I think I slept ninety minutes. I think I slept ninety <laughs> we, minutes that night. We were both on a bad way the next day for different. It was reasons. rough. Yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah, I hung out with, with uh, some friends of mine and and my family um, in in New Orleans. I was in New Orleans, so it was, mm-hmm. you, you do New Orleans stuff. But but yeah. uh, but how long did it take you to go to say, okay, this show that was the best show I've ever seen? Did, did you walk out and say that? No, no. Uh, at okay, the so time, I'm like, I I'm so happy with that show. I was like, I was like, I was like cloud nine, man. I was singing all the songs. I was just like, mm-hmm. I felt so good about it. And then I did the same thing in this past time too, but. I had to compare the two, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of do a mental uh, breakdown. Okay. I was with my wife. So it was a huge bonus. Mm-hmm. I was at a really cool arena, which is the Coca-Cola Roxy over there. Right. It's right outside the brave stadium. 
I think the, the only problem uh, I had was we both got a little too hammered, and uh, that made things. I wish we, you know, if we'd been a little uh, more sober, probably would have been a much better show. But you know, there's a fine also, line. There's, there's a, fine a fine line. line. It, you, you and, cross but, the line. But see, that line also varies with the band, though. Yeah, it, it absolutely varies with the music you're listening to because uh, yeah. there, there, there's certain certain bands. It's like you 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 got to go you go all in. Like oh yeah. Um, Dude. When, I, when I when I saw the hold steady, we we were we went all in and we were just the right amount, just trash, and so were they. So it was very it was very good. Dude, um, if I were seeing Guar, I would have been the right amount trashed. But I see the first time I ever saw Guar, I was stone cold sober, and uh, they were and it was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. So uh, yeah, I, I've never actually been able to see them. So um, I, I hate really? that because I've been a fan oh, for wow. years. Okay. Oh, all I, right. I um I um. I'll tell you about this later. There's, uh, I had the chance to see him right before Brocky died. I'll tell you about it later because I don't want to bring it into the, the podcast, but uh, I missed out on that chance. Fair enough. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's things that you know, things. I think you can stay, take a step back and think about you know, kind of do like a mental like, okay, this and this and this were better. This is worse. This is better. I'm sure when I walked out of Metallica, I thought it was the best show I've ever seen. But I was also like, what, probably like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, and see, that's the thing is, it was what I'm worried about here, and and I don't think this is the case here, but like, like, man, when I saw the movie Daredevil, I walked out of Daredevil, and I was like, <laughs> that was the, that was the best superhero movie I've ever seen in my life. That was so good. And what's funny is I I went to a comic convention not long after that, and uh, I was talking to my two absolute favorite comic creators of all time, uh, Gilbert and Jaime Hernandez, who do Love and Rockets, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we like, and I was the only person in line for these guys, and so I just sat there and hung out with them for like forty-five minutes. They were, it was great. They signed tons of stuff, gave me sketches. We talked about like like rock music and wrestling and all this stuff. And and even even Gilbert Beto was like, man, somehow Daredevil came up, and he's like, I don't know how they made a better movie with a worse character than Spider Man. They made a better movie than Spider Man with a worse character. And so it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me that thought that movie was was great. So we talk about Ben Affleck's uh, Daredevil, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't. Maybe I didn't see the right headspace or something. I, I just, I, walked, I, like I was blown away when I walked out of it. I watched it since then, <laughs> and I was like, "This is not. This is really not good at all." So, <laughs> you know what was? I'll tell you what was really good though. Microbots, dude. Spoiler! So spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler! I love this episode so much. It, oh my god! Okay. Uh, I so that was that was the, that was an awkward segue, but, but yeah, let's, so, let's go to <laughs> let's go to Microsoft. Jump into it, right? So I got to say, this is once again uh, uh, written by David Wise, who he he is an old name in the in the podcast at this point. But did you know though that he? Well, we've already talked about all the other shows he worked on, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. He worked on the Mighty Orbots. He My worked Orbots. on a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that um our our friend Boo over at ExcellentUnderground.net found out. Oh, you lost the light there, man. You're kind of dark. Yeah, um, my uh, my PC went to sleep. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so yeah, he recycled a lot of the scripts. Uh, so he uh, he took the script for this and recycled it, and like he recycled it somewhere in um in He Man. He recycled it in um and guards uh, uh, defenders of the earth. Uh, the uh, episode uh, Leviathan by the uh in the mighty Orbots. Is exactly what this is. It's uh they they um apparently they shrink down to a tiny size and um they've got a the mission inside a giant alien space whale, and I then mean, um yeah 
I mean, shrinking down to tiny size and going inside of a, of a, of a thing to do a mission is not a, a, an original concept. It's not. In the least bit. I mean, like, like Fantastic Voyage was the thing yeah. at this yeah, point but, already. And but like, the thing I, is, I bet he, I bet he loves that movie. He probably loves the concept. He did it again in um and uh with actually David Wise and Patty Patty Howarth Howarth uh, on Shredder and Splintered on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They shrink down. Um, actually. We recycle microbots script again with some dialogue almost verbatim in the episode Shredder and Splintered, where shrunken turtles have to fight their way through it inside of a giant crane. So, I mean, he did a, lot, a bunch of other episodes, which will come up on like Day of the Machines. He used that in He Man. Um, Crim Zeke, he also used in He Man, which is going to be coming up in during season two. Anyways, yeah, not, nothing against that. I mean, he obviously loved the concept and it's, it's, it's classic. Uh, high science fiction. It, it is a tropey science fiction concept, which is great. We've seen it in so many other things, you know. Yeah, but like dude, Fantastic Voyage. Well, yes. Okay. Well, if you want to, what about, about Interspace? You ever see that one? You ever see? Oh yeah, Interspace. Same concept. Yeah. Yeah. All this. Um, I guarantee Interspace came out around the same time this did. There, there was a very popular concept. The eighty-six or eighty-seven? Eighty-six? Yeah. I think it was okay. Like, so after this, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. That was a fun movie. Um, oh yeah, it was. Uh, Rick Moranis and uh and uh um uh, Dennis Quaid. It was uh Martin Short. Oh God, yeah, Martin Short. I'm sorry. Yeah. So sorry, other other small um, other SCTV guy. Yes, thank you. Actually, great with it. Uh, I, actually, that movie made me a Dennis Quaid fan. So I, I love SCTV also. Oh yeah, uh, SCTV. I haven't watched that in years. I should check that out. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. It's oh yeah, Second City TV man. So yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, Microbots. Microbots. I had such a fun time watching this episode. I laughed so much, and I've got some extra stuff <laughs> from this episode I will bring up during when we're talking about it. <laughs> So, Spoiler, it's so it's so good. Like, it I'm is. just gonna go and give it a rating now and we'll sign off as soon as <laughs> this I might be one of my favorite episodes we've done of all time. Um, <laughs> oh it's the best yeah. episode of Transformers ever. So, so we open with the most white dude on earth, like trying to bust out Spanish. It's it's like when you like you don't really see this much anymore, but like back in the 80s and the 90s, you would um uh when there was a lot of civil unrest in uh, Central America. Um, you would have like Ted Koppel or somebody on like uh, like the news on like ABC News, and he would go on. He would be like, like today there was more fighting by gorillas in Nicaragua, and he <laughs> would do your hundred percent right. He would go right into that and just like lapse right back into like. And I'm like, dude, like you don't have to. You're trying a little bit too hard here, but um, yeah, yeah, uh, that was what this guy sounded like. This guy sounded like uh, like Ted Koppel um, from that's, from the late '80s. And, that's so uh, good. Yeah. Did you see the um the the uh, woman he had with him who looked like she belonged to Bubblegum Crisis with that she blue was, purple hair? She was from Robotech, dude. She was like the one of the bridge crew from Robotech. I was waiting for her to come out with her like exosuit, like you know, to fight the um what was it the thing? What are the things of Bubblegum Crisis? The uh, boomers, <laughs> the boomers, the boomers. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is, is like you see her and she's like again. It was it was like the like that that last episode with Doctor uh, what's her name. Um, oh, uh, Doctor Harding. Harding. Doctor Harding. Uh, oh, Harding. Yeah, great. Doctor Harding, the, the action doctor. She was like a real <laughs> cool hip lady, you know. And like you yeah. see this lady, and you're like, oh, she's going to be a real cool lady too. She's got like blue hair, and she's a she's an archaeologist. And this she, was like this, this was the, This was the golden. Yeah, she was very Zentradi. This yeah. was the golden age of archaeologists. This is when archaeologists were action stars because of Indiana yeah. Jones. Right. So, but she has this annoying, like old lady voice. It, it doesn't fit. <laughs> she, does. she, she wasn't cool at all. <laughs> she was, she was like an old school marm. I didn't like the, I didn't like her one bit. Um, 
but they yeah, uncover man. purple metal, and so we know her what name, purple metal means. Well, her name was Joan, also, which is oh, not a, which is not a lady cool name, young lady name either. No, like, no, no. So, but he's like, this dude is like this white guy is like Joan. I've found something, and it's like a clay, like a clay jug that was perfectly just laying there in this hole he dug up. I'm like, how could you have not seen this before? You dug a giant hole, and so he picks it up, and he's like dusting it off, you know, like with a little little brush mm-hmm. that uh, that archaeologists on TV like to use a whole lot and but then joan just starts she's like oh that's cool and she starts with this shovel and she's just like smashing into the ground and then she finds purple metal you don't do that any archaeologist knows you take you chip away at the the dirt if you found something you're gonna like disrupt you're gonna break a jar yeah you know or broken that clay jug she could have broken that clay jug that or clay jug yeah she could have she could have broken a uh, deception of warship that's she, could, she could have and, yeah, the same. but we do know that that isn't a mayan spaceship because the mayans didn't have spaceships as or spaceships. so we are led to believe well, now believe. if you watch discovery plus when there's some shows in there might you think you think different uh no um i, I do like <laughs> i love that I, those of you audio audio only feed i cannot remember that guy's name I, it's something greek you know the guy with the with the crazy hair and the aliens, aliens the meme guy yeah that, guy. that, that dude he he is Christo so something i don't know yeah um, <clears throat> uh, I, I love that guy. I think it's all a bunch of. I think that's all a bunch of garbage. Um, I think it's also racist, and I'll tell you why. Because you you, you don't ever see, you, you don't ever see like these these things being like, oh, the, the where did the Sistine Chapel come from? Who built that? It must have been aliens because people couldn't have built that. You know, you don't ever hear that. It's because white people built it. But when it's like brown <laughs> people, that's when it's always like they couldn't have built that. It had to have been aliens. That it, it, it's the most racist like theory on the face of the earth, and I hate it. Um, Man, I, I didn't think we were going to bring up a good case of racism in this, but here we are. I, I can I can find it anywhere. Um, yeah, let, me I, I new, let me tell you about a new brewery that we opened up in town, uh, dude. We'll get but no no no. I'll digress. I'll digress on that. So, oh uh, my god, that's that's uh, been an amazing thing. Uh, so we we got to not go into that because that that's terrible. <laughs> it's it's a slippery slope, and that'll be the whole show. So, <laughs> Soundwave <laughs> is. Soundwave is watching TV. <laughs> He's just watching some lines and some circles on TV. He's just that's all he's watching. And then the channel changes, and it just it, it cuts to to uh, like a, a news feed of that spaceship. Okay, I gotta I gotta stop real quick uh, to let everyone know I'm dying here because he's been sending me screenshots for this this uh, this racist bar uh, all week, and I've been dying. This has been the best thing ever. Anyways. Back to the show. I, I just had to say that because I'm I'm never like losing it about this. We'll, yeah, we'll touch so, on that at the end of it. We'll t- about, all right. How about this? We'll touch on that at the end of the episode. We'll sure, let's do that. Okay. So okay. So yeah. So he's yeah. He's just watching the lines and circles, and it's great. It's a great. It looks like a great show. I'm. I, I need the DVD box set of lines and circles that sound like messing up. Um. So they they have like a like a clip of that of that ship that looks just like the arc but purple basically it's just like the the back end the thrusters or whatever and but dude but megatron sees it and megatron got all all excited and he's like you know what's inside no megatron i do not know what's inside i need you to tell me don't vague book this i just said the same thing in my notes i'm like i don't know megatron what is inside of it uh because that's how he leaves it I know. They just they just cut it off. You know what's inside. Like, no, no, I don't. Really, I don't. I need Only. you to convey through exposition. <laughs> I need you to tell and or show this, please. Yeah. But we cut to the arc where we jump right into typical afternoon cartoon fodder. There's a shrinking and a larging ray. 
but well, we get some bullying uh, before that, though. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, Ron is—is is, is this the first appearance of uh, Perceptor? No, he was in another episode, but uh, he—he wasn't. It's like he wasn't a, a main character in the episode. Oh, he was a main character here, and nobody oh, likes yeah. nobody likes this nerd. No. They, they pick on him the entire time. So he's trying to... Uh, Ironhide's yeah. apparently got a bad ship and he can't remember anything. Even though he still talks just like he did before. And he knows that he doesn't remember anything. So there's, some, there's something going on. There's something going on here. Yeah, um, he, well, he's old. So, yeah, Perceptor's trying to fix this microchip, which is, I, I guess, is his job. I don't I don't really know. Um, it seems like, like Ratchet or wheeljack probably could have done this too and those guys are like action scientists and not, yeah, not like, i don't know, i kind of feel like they're they're like field medics where he's like the uh the guy who like does all the you know slow because he's slow there's no other way around it he is slow. he takes a chip out and like walks slowly over to the enlarging machine enlarges it mm-hmm. and then like sits there and talks while he fixes it shrinks it again and walks like he takes so long he's not a field medic at all but yeah, the, the Ironhide is not having this though. He's real mad. Oh. He he doesn't like this since he's just working on microchips and not doing real work like smashing Decepticons. So this dude is, is probably running for Congress next year so, <laughs> since uh, apparently you know science is, is, isn't productive. So these are um, Congress now, you know, Congress now, yeah, or Texas. Mm. Uh, sorry, Texans. Um, so I'm in okay. Alabama, so I can say that. Uh, microchips were oh, I, I'm in Florida, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, microchips were real new to the lexicon at this point. That was kind of a new thing. A microchip, big. yeah. And this is this was like a you know a thing where he was he was tinkering around with it and like um, mm-hmm. so that was I think a real world factor crept into the uh, into the writing there. Hold on a second, we've already hit typical afternoon cartoon fodder in and, real world factors. Yeah, real world factors. Dude, we've, we're done. Time to close it All up. Right. We're done. That's it. All right. <laughs> so yeah, man, Braun is all over Perceptor. He is just dude, this dude is so business. Mean. God, he's mean. Yeah. I've never heard Braun be mean. He's always kind of gruff. He's always kind of a, you know, he's like no nonsense, you know. I, I throw people around and I I I beat things up, but he's never mean. He's I can't think out. of who he, I don't know that I remember him from any of the episodes. He was so like just kind of, you know, there. He was just kind of like not Ironhide, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I guess yeah, I, just like, I, I remember him, but that's me like, a, like the grumpy dude, but he's like little yeah. or whatever. But um, somebody was shaking in their proton boots, though. I don't remember who that was. Um, There's no telling at this point. Like, I don't know what a proton boot does, but um, but um, yeah, so so the, like Optimus Prime somehow figured out that Decepticons found something and they had to go head him off. I don't know how he figured that out. He saw the ship. And he's like, I know that ship. We I gotta go. Was it, oh, it was, oh, it was on the, the newscast. Oh, By the way, okay. I'll tell you what proton boots do. Proton boots, they attract electron boots. Make a covalent bond. Okay. Anyways. And they cause they cause explosions. So, uh, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, they uh they decide they're gonna go find they're gonna go get there before Megatron does because obviously Megatron uh, according to according to the Autobots, he doesn't watch the news, but he does, or at least Soundwave does. He watches like circles and triangles and lines and squares. <laughs> Dude, he's got, that's his favorite show, man. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally down. But who's who's back in this episode though? The Constructicons. And they're they're the they are the labor force, man. They are they are doing everything out there. They're moving trees, taking. They Dude, are clear cutting the Amazon right now. They're bulldozing. Dude, see, real world factors have crept in because this. Is oh, before everyone cared, everyone cared about that. They didn't, but they didn't even focus on this. They could they could have focused on on this and made a whole episode about. Slash and burn. 
once again, Megatron is not for green energy again. So wh- nope. what is it? He can't decide what he wants. He's back and forth. He's back and forth. He's over there uh, fist bumping with Bolsonaro down there in Brazil. Dude, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's Reagan one week. He's Bernie the next week. Dude. What's going on? <laughs> um, so, dude, I was so excited to see the Constructicons back, man. I'm so yeah. like, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be great. Um, but uh, there's a really cool bit of uh, dialogue here uh, where one guy goes, uh, nice scenery. And then somebody else goes, let's waste it. I hate nice things. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, these guys are they're punk rock and everything. I like them. Yeah, they, uh, there's there's this whole scene where uh, the, right right around this is when... Um, Starscream's like kind of mouthing off to rumble and a freaking snake comes out of a tree and starts strangling them. How <laughs> big is this arboreal snake? It is. It's not a ground snake. It's an arboreal. It's in a tree. Dude, that, that, that was like a, like a redwood sized snake. It was ma- It was massive, but it was almost like the scene from temple of doom where, uh, where <laughs> Willie Scott grabs the snake and like, she, she, you know, she tosses it, but this, this snake is like constricting. Uh, it must've been He's massive. A, he was constricting a jet. This is so, so funny. He's an F-15 robot. He's constricting he's, 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 he's massive. So, dude, the rest of the Decepticons are clowning so hard on Starscream. Oh, yeah. They are merciless with him. They're bullying him. Dude, everyone's bullying him. This is this episode just a bully fest. Did the you, entire speaking thing. of that, does he like Ravage has a little uh, tete-a-tete with his own little doppelganger? There <laughs> a is, real panther comes out. A real Jaguar Panther comes out yeah. and and fights against Ravage, and uh, so Ravage just like shoots a rocket at him. Like I guess He's all like, right, I guess I'm that's a good with this, way. Man. That's a great way to win that battle. <laughs> but uh, Starscream says they should fly. The Megatron's like, no, no, we should stay on the ground to avoid satellite detection. <laughs> You're clearing the Amazon, dude. <laughs> I don't think that's how satellites work. Uh, judging, uh, I mean, I'm a person that uses satellite imaging a lot, of the ground a lot, and uh, like, yeah. you ever open Google Earth, dude? I, I, I worked in GIS. I'm pretty sure that I could see, I could see yeah. Megatron from. Yeah, I, I worked, I worked um, with ArcGIS. They take aerial photography all the time. You can look at uh, spots in the Earth all the oh, time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyways, uh, well, that's now. I guess it's 40 years later. <laughs> one real good back then yeah so, again, so we're gonna get this the star drive that's what we're looking for yeah but they don't this is the only time they call it the star drive right they don't call it yeah. the star drive again no they don't, i think okay well this is gonna be like well actually uh there's the whole thing i think the whole engine is a star drive i'm I'm guessing oh the power source is the heart yeah of the power just, the power source is the heart of cybertron but did you notice that the heart of cybertron is a green crystal we're back to green crystals that's the that's the the the, the, the most primal energy yeah. in all the universe is, is green crystals green right crystals I'm totally down, I'm totally down. It, it's it's a metaphor for green energy everybody knows that that's <laughs> it so okay all right so i got real confused here man so okay so the decepticons roll up on these archaeologists and they yeah. demand okay and they like demand they introduce themselves but then they just start blasting them away because like Megatron's established in the past that he can't remember anyone's names. No. So I'm not sure why he cares who the, who these archaeologists are. But then I thought about the line for a little bit. This is a real awkwardly worded line. So because they come up and they go, like the, the humans go, Who are you? And Megatron goes, Decepticons, introduce yourself. <laughs> but so okay, did he what is it Decepticons? Period. And then like then a request, like a request sentence saying, "Introduce yourselves, scientists. You introduce yourselves." Or was it Decepticons? Like Decepticons with the implied mm-hmm. subject of "We are Decepticons." 
and then a command to his Decepticons to introduce themselves, who did so via blasting. What was the uh, what was the sentence structure here? If I were if I were to guess the way he said it, Frank Welker said the line. Um, I, I would think that was all. There's no there's no period. There's no comma. There is all one sentence. It's like, hey guys, introduce yourselves to the scientists, and they start shooting at him. But but there, you know, honestly, there had to be there had to be something. There had to either be a <clears throat> comma or a, or a period there because he well, says Decepticons introduce yourselves. That may be like a slight pause, but not really. So, I mean, like because I mean, I mean, was he was he just no selling the scientists asking them who they were, and like, or was he just being like, hey, Decepticons, you guys, uh, no, to these guys. He was, he was, was actually he saying, being he's being a great party host. He goes like, oh, he goes like, who are you guys? Like, hold on, guys, y'all introduce yourselves. I I, I want to make sure everyone knows each other. They you get names, you meet mm-hmm. because like if you want, I've I've been a host for say, oh, this is so 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 so, and then people don't talk. But if you make them actually break the ice. With laser fire, um, they actually get to know each other much better. I think he was I usually trying to just find common ground between them. I don't like to shoot people with lasers at parties, but um, that's just me. I still think yeah. that uh, a lot of Sailor Jerry does it to me. Megatron, Anyways, um, Megatron once again vague booking here, and I don't like this. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> big things coming. Say prayers. Um, so, uh, but then they, they pull out the heart. But then the scientists run away, and we don't ever see this uh, <clears throat> this. A blue-haired lady ever again. And yeah, we don't the, see the uh, Zentradi woman's gone. Yeah, Joan. Yeah. Joan. Joan. Should be, be, uh, be go hang out with the other Micronians. Um, the only cool Joan ever was from uh, Romancing the Stone. You ever see that? You ever see oh, Romancing yeah, I love the that Stone? Movie. Joan Wilder. Yeah, so I saw that a lot. Captain Turner's. Yeah, so I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched Loved her voice. Yeah, she is one of the best voices. Um. Uh. Anyway, so. They get the they get the heart of Cybertron. He, they he takes uh, hooks like laser scalpel or whatever it is and like pries it out. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And, yeah, um, but so there's the heart of Cybertron. So they can leave it use it to leave the Earth right now. He's going to put it in his chest. But uh, before this, there's a, there's a scene lays down. Hooks holding the heart of Cybertron and his head is completely gray. It's like they forgot the color of his head. He's got red eyes and a gray head. Is is that the Constructicon that talks like this? Or is that a different Constructicon? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll listen to it again. I, I, I feel like they all have a kind of um, Scrapper's kind of leader. Hook was a very cut, almost like wannabe British accent. So it's probably Hook. It is definitely Hook, okay. you heard. Okay. He talks. He's very arrogant. and Yeah. Oh, this is a different guy. Because I remember that guy, too. That guy had a really funny voice. But this guy just talks like this, like... Yeah, it's like almost like he's like, a, like doing like the old school robot voice, but they didn't modulate his voice to to have the robot voice. That's also of. very likely. Go back, go back and watch it. But um, yeah. So he was like completely uncovered, colored except for his eyes and whatever. Um, but yeah. So he just lays down. He just lays down, and Megatron yeah. just lays down. He's like, I'll, I'll put it in my chest. Put it to me. <laughs> just lay down on the spot. Like, don't go back to the headquarters. Don't go into the ship and do it. Or maybe there's like a a facility to do this. Like. In the yeah. dirt, right here. Put it in. Right here. Who needs a clean? Who needs a clean room? No one. Needs no, no, one needs no we don't do that here. So, like the Autobots show up, and Megatron has laser gun fingers. Finger, dude. He gobots the whole place. Oh he shoots the rays out of his fingers, man. Dude, this was so cool. He just, <laughs> dude, and he's like totally. It is. He's totally upgun. This is now the most powerful weapon in all of the Transformers. Okay, so I got to say this also. This was such a nicely animated scene too. There's like heavy shadows. There's light effects. It was really nicely done. Uh, you could really see where uh, it's like. Uh, how do you pronounce them? Toy, toy, yeah, toy, toy. They Cat. were really, uh, they were really holding this episode up because you can see where this is a toy episode compared to an Acom episode. They were pulling in all the 
anime artists in this. It looked really good. There's a there's another bit later on that I'll I'll get into about the animation that was really cool. But um, but oh, yeah. what I want to know right now though is that where were Optimus Prime's warning diodes? Because we talked about those in the last episode. Yeah, and apparently and they were not thing. firing this time. They just they didn't work. Um, no, I don't know. maybe it's green energy, man. It doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't work with the green energy. Uh, he just got he got blasted, dude. He was like he was like smoke a- coming out of his out of his windshields and everything. Dude, he was totally trashed. That was that was, that was awesome, dude. And that was uh, that was really cool. <laughs> This is a great thing. Speaking of animation, though, yeah, we got a really cool shot of an iguana crawling over a branch. Yeah, that was very cool. And it like panned over. It it didn't mean anything to the show. It just panned past this iguana crawling over a branch, and then over to Optimus Prime. But but now that I said iguana, but now that I said iguana, I'm going to get like 700 emails telling me that it was like a skink or a monitor or something like that. That was not a skink. I don't know know what it was. No, I'll tell you what, dude. I'll tell you what, like the reptile really. A reptile. It was it large whatever, reptile. A bearded dragon. I don't know. I'm gonna spend, <laughs> I'm gonna spend the I'm gonna spend the rest of the week with my notifications for Discord turned off so that you guys oh, can't man. So you gotta tell me correct me on my my herpetology. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Prime goes down. Megatron summarily takes out all the Autobots, and Huffer comes along. Is like, I hope I'll get lucky. No, you're not gonna get lucky. <laughs> what was, what was that like? <laughs> oh no, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't know i don't know what you i don't they, know they all, try to, they all try to rush him too like blue streak goes down uh he he's jumping he jumps out there and apparently uh there wasn't included in the episode he's running out there to try to take on megatron and uh megatron knocks him out but in the script he shoots him squarely and like blows him away and like he's missing an arm and a leg in the original script Oh, no kidding. Yeah, because yeah, there was yeah. a scene later on where uh, they all went back to the Ark and they were all kind of beat up, but they were but basically they just all kind of looked dirty, like they yeah, you know, they, they, they <laughs> yeah, they, a little extra lines on them. You know, yeah, they, they look like Heathcliff ha- having a fight. Heathcliff, you know, would always like to have the cross hatches on his cheeks and stuff after he fought other cats. So I, I cats, love I love Heathcliff. He probably he, 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 he probably went and ate a uh, ate a dinner of uh, fish skeletons off of a garbage yes. can lid. Exactly, got beat up too. Um, it's my favorite <laughs> cat meal. Uh, yeah. Um, but we, but we got an, yeah. another two eighty ZX here. Um, this guy's real cool. He's uh, smoke screen. He's red and, red and, what's up? He he is a smoke screen. Smoke screen. Yeah, he's what he does. Uh, he probably has some sort of a smoke screen device. But I tell you what, he does have though. He has some racing numbers on his doors that are upside down for some reason. Um, <laughs> I like this guy. I mean, I'm a fan of two eighty Zs. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. cars. And uh, um. But uh, I didn't know who he was until now. But he's cool and he's on the list. I like that. Uh, I like that color scheme a lot. It's kind of weird that they didn't really, really. I can't remember them naming him in the episode. I only know because you know I, I know probably more than you know. I, actually, I've pre- probably forgotten more than I know at this point about Transformers. But yeah, he's uh he's one of the um, season two two eighty Zs. He had like all the kind of like like lower racing effects and stuff on his uh, doors in his in his. So yeah, he was he's like almost like a rally car version of a two eighty. Mm, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what does he do though? Um, he goes and he helps uh, Optimus up, and Optimus is apparently just fine. He gets up, he's like, "Oh, it was kind of rough." Yeah, he and, got um, lost in my son, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, Optimus Prime gets up and he's just panicking, and he's like, "Well, hey guys, just shoot the entire mountain." Uh, I was impressed for once he did not give the command to just transform um, in, in the midst of adversity, uh, but instead he tells them to just shoot the entire mountain and blow the entire mountain up, um, <laughs> which I guess is just as effective a, uh, actually probably the most effective command he's given in the entire season of the series so far. Yeah. Um, and all the Decepticons get buried in rubble, uh, including Soundwave. And there's a really bad shot of Soundwave, like going to the, like falling to the ground and, and getting yeah. buried in all this rock. I didn't like that. I don't, I don't like anything bad happening to my guy. 
Tom well, he Brady. tried, man. He was actually he was one of the ones who tried to make it the furthest. But you're letting you know, it's a mountain falling on you, man. You can only do so much. Uh, I, I don't like my I don't like my guy getting jobbed out. That's, that's well, you got to face it, man. Like my my dude gets jobbed all the time. Um, <laughs> so they go uh, Ottawa's make go back to the base because Smokescreen bought up some time with a Smokescreen around uh, Megatron while it's all happening. And uh, so they go back and uh, the base, and they're all looking beat up. And Perceptors starts you know, working on him. And what he's happens to Ron? Gives oh, well, Ron's giving him a hard time again. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's working on Power Glide though. Yeah. But so I, I need to take a de- detour here because uh, okay, um, friend of the show Jehu, who mm-hmm. was on uh, do- doing the Michael Bay episodes. Um, so he- he's been going through the old episodes, and uh, he messaged me a couple days ago, dying laughing about when I told the story about uh, my aunt's boyfriend named Powerglide that my grandpa <laughs> Powerglide, right? Um, so and and, I, and he was like, dude, I really need to hear the rest of the story, and I was like. It's like, man, I'm saving it for like in case we ever do. Rush. I, I don't know that we're ever going to do a rush episode. So I'm so because Power Glide showed up here, I'm going to drop in the definitive Power Glide story right now. So so buckle in for a second. Let me tell the Power Glide story. So as if you haven't heard that episode, my uh, my aunt had this uh, this total slacker of a boyfriend back in the late 70s and the early 80s. My grandfather called him Power Glide. If you want to know why that's funny, you go back and listen to that old episode or do some research on uh, 1970s uh, Chevrolet transmissions. Anyway, so this dude with total burnout um, at, when I was five was my best friend because I, we were equally as smart. So, <laughs> so in this is like 1980, I think, 1979, 1980. Um, my aunt decided she wants to go to Disney World. Uh, as her summer trip she's like i've never been to disney world i really want to get to disney world hey power glide using his real name but hey power glide let's go to disney world let's save up some money let's go to disney world together and he's like that sounds great let's do this and this dude never had a job ever so my aunt, <laughs> save money. my aunt like cleaned the condos back then um and uh you know she just hustled and and, and you know, did all this and saved money and saved money and every few weeks she would be like hey power glide How's the money situation coming? Oh yeah, oh, I, I got. Oh yeah, I'm doing good, doing good, doing good. And um, she's like, "Okay, cool, glad." Because uh, yeah, you know, you got to pay for your half. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, oh totally. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have all this money, and we're gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna get all this stuff." So, good time goes on and on and on. So the the day of 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 her leaving, of, the, of they're supposed to leave the morning of, you know, she's like ready to go, and he's like, "Yep, got my bag packed." And he's like, "She's like, all right, well, cool." Got your money? He's like, uh, she's like, show me the money that you have saved up. And uh, so Powerglide pulls his wallet out and he has about three dollars in his uh in, in his wallet. And he's had months to save up money. So this dude has zero, he hasn't saved any money at all. He hasn't worked, he hasn't done anything. All he has, he's he's totally broke. So my aunt's like, Well, sorry, dude, I'm not paying for anything because he just assumed that she was gonna bite the bullet and pay for the mm-hmm for the trip so she kicked him out of the car and hopped in her gremlin and took off and left him there on the side of the road left yeah, him a gremlin the no less it's awesome yeah, she had a gremlin she had a gremlin left him on the side of the road took off so he's there and he's just all bummed out oh man so oh i want to see mickey yeah he wanted to go see you know, so uh well uh so 
he's walk. He's like, well, he's gonna walk. He's got to walk home now because she didn't even give him a ride home. She was so mad. So he's <laughs> he's walking and he sees a friend of his and he's all like, oh hey man, what's up? He's like, oh man, you know my 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 girl just left me to go to Orlando, so I'm just I'm walking home. He's like, well let's go. The guy's like, well let's go hang out. So they're walking back to to their apartment to power glide in my aunt's apartment. And on the side of the road, they see a shoebox. And they're like, oh, what's that? And somebody had tossed a shoebox full of cassettes out of a car, apparently, and left and they landed on the side of the road. They pick it up and it's all like this is like 1979. So it's like there's or 1980, something like that, right? So um they're like, oh look, oh, there's a bunch of good stuff in here. And um one of those uh tapes was Hemispheres by Rush. Oh, I love that album. I love that album too. That was oh, a great so album. Good. Um, that is also a very, uh, man, oh, I don't want to get graphic, but that's a, if you're in an altered state of mind, that is, <laughs> that, that, that's very much music for that experience. Yeah, right? So they're walking home and it had just rained and they see on the side of the road, they see a giant patch of mushrooms of mushrooms of the, of the vacation type, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. So they're like, Oh dude. And scooped them all up, put them in the shoebox with all these tapes, and they went back to my aunt's apartment and brewed up like a giant vat of tea with these mushrooms, and they put hemispheres on. Dude. They stayed up for seven days. They didn't sleep for a week. <laughs> they blasted hemispheres on repeat for seven straight days. Oh, and 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 drank the and drank this. And so meanwhile, there's like they're upstairs and there's like old people downstairs, like beating on the ceiling, and they're they moved out eventually. <laughs> like my aunt came back and there were cops there and moving vans and all this stuff. And so yeah, that's um God. That sums up power. To... That sums up power glide for you. That's oh, the oh, definitive power glide story. I have told it, it's out there. So I would love to listen to Cygnus X1 that way. <laughs> Not, not, hey, not, not promoting that lifestyle, everyone. We don't condone. We don't condone. Uh, that would be really, really cool. The only vacations that I condone are ones to Disney World. Where you I love that me. whole side of that tape. Seeing this X1. So oh, so I, I love that. So good. So do I. So, and, uh, anyway, so sorry about, sorry about that, guys. But I felt like that had to be out there because like, I know that I left that on a cliffhanger. So I hope you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed Dude, that. So. That, th that, that album, though, has subdivisions on it. No, it doesn't. Just, That's on Signals. Oh, it's on Signals? No, it's not. It is. It is. I have that. It's on signals, dude. Oh my god, really? Maybe we do need to do a rush uh subdivision so that you I, there's <laughs> so much rush music, man. I'm sorry, dude. I'm trying to like no, it's not on signals. I swear to god, it is on signals. Okay, I'll have to look at that later. I... Oh, dude. All right. Really? Yeah, I'm serious, dude. I'm serious. I listen to you know what, so... you know, you know what else I'm serious. But I'll tell you what else I'm serious about though, is that Perceptor has a strength ray. As we've seen, um this we, is but no, he's a mic this... he's a microscope. So he looks at small yeah. things and he can make things small. Yeah. It ties in. But thing is, can he work on things really small though? When he's he's like looking through a microscope, he's got to make them bigger. It's like, well, that's the problem. Let me make it bigger so I can work on it with my big hands. Well, no, I think the idea is that he makes himself smaller to work <clears> on the all the small things. Uh well so that's basically just basically his his whole gimmick is the plot of Fantastic Voyage. Dude, you're not gonna let that go, are you? I mean, that's a cool movie, dude. No, I know, I know. It's fine. Nah, it's really it's it's nah, it's it's a it's a cool movie. But uh, there's some illusions <laughs> down the road. There's some. Are you trying to convince yourself now? Okay, all but, right. But it's, but I tell you what though. So his plan yeah. is he's going to shrink everybody down, right? Mm -hmm. With his crack team of commandos, apparently, which he picked the worst dudes to to go with him. 
But why um, would you pick Bumblebee to go into Megatron? Why would you pick Braun? No, Braun's been picking well, the whole time. Strong, you know, man. You know, he, why don't they pick Optimus Prime, Jazz, Ironhide? They're they're like they're thinking like, okay, if we lose Braun, Bumblebee, and Perceptor, we can still go on. Like nobody cares. No, we'll be okay. We make should have one. They should have had one ace though. I guess I guess the Bumblebee's kind of the ace here. But so um, yeah. I don't know if you caught. I don't know if you caught this or not. During this scene though, is there's some really cool music going on. Like we've got some 1960s space age bachelor pad uh, tunes. Oh going yeah. On like like Perceptor's got like some like Martin Denny or uh, Les Baxter jamming in the in the background. Like he's gonna go to Vegas wow. and uh, be a cool guy. <laughs> he's not a cool guy though. Is the thing. He's just a nerd. Yeah, he's, he's not. He he yeah. he wants to be though really badly. Hmm. Okay, so that's that's the whole plan. But dude, the best thing is happening like over in South America. They the Decepticons have dug themselves out and they're having a toast and they're getting hammered. They're so hammered. So in my notes, I have uh, literally it's the, the scene starts, I pause it and I start making notes and I'm like I'm like, well, it looks like the Decepticons are just sitting around literally uh like toasting with energon cubes and I, I hit play in the second i hit play let's have a toast <laughs> like <Megatron, laughs> literally they're, they have, they've got energon in they're drinking energon out of cubes dude it must have been like really nicely fermented energon there is this whole thing with megatron where he goes i'm gonna try to slurt when i say it those are the good old days of cybertron Dude, we didn't have to sneak around in these earth disguises. He turned into Quint from Jaws. He did. <laughs> He's a good old Cybertron. Land of the Metal Moon. He passes out. You know who is what? This is this is a really niche thing here, and I don't expect anyone to know this, but um, uh, Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek: Next Generation, uh, uh, number one, uh, yeah. Riker. Uh, he had a show about like the paranormal for a little yes. while. Do you remember that show? So yes. here's the thing though. Like there are clips of him just saying things of him. Like, have you ever spent the night in a graveyard? But the, the, the thing is, if you watch on YouTube, by the way, what's that? That's one of the funniest things. All those clips put together. That was one of the it, funniest it, things on YouTube. It, to it watch. is funny, but, he, but here's, here's the real comedy on that is watch it at half speed. Or 75% speed, and it sounds exactly like Megatron right here. If you ever <laughs> spent the night in a graveyard, is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, so, guys, do this. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, do this. It's, it's oh, hilarious. God. Um, I just, they're so slurring. And okay, so, Powerglide's taking the three of uh, these shrunken Autobots, and he, he fires them out of one of his air intakes. It lands on, on on Megatron. They all get out and run off, and they 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 jump into their into Megatron's like uh, uh, you know chest cavity or whatever. And he gets like, he's like, what? What's this? <laughs> <laughs> Typical like, where am I? What what happened last night? Knocks oh, this, this canister off his chest. And he's like, hey, go after that guy. I can't remember what he says exactly, but there there's this pan shot with uh. <laughs> Laser and Starscream fall over drunk. A laser beak does this like swirl and it hits the ground. And he skids. <laughs> he there was so the whole thing with like I I really didn't catch the fact that Rumble and Starscream were facing off against each other like they're about to fight. This mm-hmm. was actually dialogue cut from the uh, from the uh, script. Oh no! They're facing each other angrily. Their voices slurred. Take back what you said, says Rumble. That's true, Star says Starscream. 
There's nothing wrong with my brain functions. Starship says, yeah, except they don't work. Rubble, who are you? And they fall over. Dude, They're basically dude. like, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. No, I'm going to fight you. They fall out. They pass out. Dude, these and guys then, got turned. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And then and Ravage, like a scene after that, he starts howling on the moon. Why would Ravage is hammered. Why would you cut that out? That's great. That that whole scene, I would have loved to see that. But maybe it was it's like so too good. overt that dude, they were hammered. Dude. Oh, my God. Like, this was uh this is one of the best episodes i've seen man i i i can say that like not not being hyperbolic we were talking about at the beginning of this episode this is one of the best episodes seriously <laughs> it's so fun dude it was so, so fun megatron was just like talking about the good old days and this is like when you like you try to reconnect with your friend from high school and yeah. like all you do is sit around talking about like stuff from high school and yeah, like, hey man sam goody you remember that yeah. time that we hit those garbage cans in your car? Uh, yeah, man. You remember that time we almost got to fight with those dudes at the mall? Well, listeners, if that's the point you're at with a relationship, that's not your friend anymore. That's just a dude that you talk about old things with. And unfortunately, yeah. Megatron is not a leader anymore. He's just a dude that talks about the way things used to be on Cybertron. Uh, <laughs> I sorry, those sorry good to, old days. Sorry to break that. Uh, God. <laughs> I love that. There's so much good old Cybertron. Land of the metal moon. He passes they out. They made disguises. You, they, you transformed on Cybertron, dude. But in all these old Earth disguises, Soundwave yeah, exactly. Trans- Soundwave was transformed in episode one, the first scene in episode one. Tra- Soundwave not, was transformed into a into a streetlight. They're not sneaking around either. He he, he talks sneaking on sneaking around. No one's sneaking around. They fly. They're I don't know how they why they sign the radar this episode. I don't understand that. Okay, so there's an unidentified red car driving around here. Who is this guy? This is not Cliff Jumper. This is like a it was like a sedan. It was like oh, I think it was Windcharger. Was it? Yeah, he's got a look. He looked like a Toyota Cressida. Like a, uh, like a yeah, it depends on how who animated him. They sometimes he looks like a Camaro, sometimes he looks like a uh, Cressida. I, I don't know. It was Bush League. He had a grill. That was Bush League, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what wasn't Bush League was that Megatron has an immune system, dude. He does so he much. His little steering wheels that float around on, on wires. It, it looks like the best platform game on a Nintendo ever. It, it, this was very much a video. This was very, yeah. very much a video game. Um, and I uh, said, so, and so, yeah, they so who was it? Uh, jumping up there, Braun, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're smashing Megatron's immune system or whatever. And uh, so they have this golden opportunity here to just smash Megatron's brain. And like, this would effectively end the war, like, if, like, yeah. more or less, right? And yeah, Perceptor says no, since he knew that Megatron was flying because mm-hmm. they were, he could tell they were horizontal, right? Yeah. Um, However, by the time they're in the brain, Megatron had already landed by himself in front of the Ark. So he yeah. was he was uh, he was upright again. So I don't know, man. Maybe he's got he's he's all weirded out from the uh, horizontal vertical flying. Um, uh, yeah, honestly, there was also in the script as well. And there's a little bit about him um, about the fact that if you were, I, I guess it was in the original script, like Bronze, like just tear the wires out. And the perceptor's like, no, if he falls, like this hardest Cybertron could take out half the planet. Well, he no, that that, that is in the episode. He said, they said oh, it's in the episode. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, that's that's a little bit later on. But, okay, um, okay, yeah. Um, but but yeah, he, he's just there by himself. He's he's at the Ark uh, Megatron's at the Ark by himself. He's like yeah. he just showed up. And, oh, he doesn't um, need anyone else. What's that? He's a, dude. He's the drunk uncle. He still he shows up. He's like, I'll beat you all up. No, he's like that dude that like. 
it, when you're sleeping and like yeah. two o'clock in the morning rolls around and there's something that the dude that you're friends with was like knocking on the door and he's trashed on some cheap beer on some Milwaukee's best. Right. And like this dude's jacked up and mad because he loaned you Molly crew, girls, 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 six months ago. And you haven't <laughs> given it back yet. This and this has happened in it. The joke's on you, pal. That record's terrible. And I didn't even listen to the whole thing. And this you can just have it. it. You can just have it. I would have just left it in the mailbox for you. You don't have to show up. Yeah, well, uh, actually, this thing kind of thing happened to me, except it's like, why don't you come out with us? Why are you sleeping? Like, do it at 3 a.m. Oh, I no, could no, be no. up for work at 7. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, see what I do like, though. Sad. Megatron has electric snakes in his brain. Dude, his he, brain impulses are electric snakes. These are so cool. They're flying electric yeah. snakes. This is like metal album cover from the 80s, right? Here. <laughs> this is, it really, this really is, is one of the coolest. This is one of the coolest things in all of the Transformers so far. Yeah. Um, they're getting attacked by brain impulses that are electric snakes. And what makes electric snakes even cooler is when they're like, hey, if we hitch a ride on one, so there's like a rodeo. They're like, they grab onto one like a bucking uh, bron- Bronco. They all three ride a, an electric dude. snake. To the heart of Cybertron, dude. Oh my god, this was so cool. This was, yeah. dude. This was dude, that. That was seriously like. I think that was neck and neck with the Autobots surfing. Cool. <laughs> like, this, was, this was so. This was so. Oh my god, yeah. this was so rad, dude. Um, so they cut to, uh, like to the outside though, because yeah. this is all going on like inside of Megatron's brain. Um, we go to the outside and uh, there's a tank. I mean, we have a tank transformer now. Oh yeah, Warpath. Warpath. Okay, yes. I, I don't think yeah. I've seen this guy before. Um. Mm. But he's know. shooting at Megatron. Megatron doesn't care. Megatron is just like standing there like in Apocalypse Now, just letting it blow up beside him. Yeah. But there, there was a really super cool uh, bit of animation here where um, if you slow down like the the shell getting shot out of the tank or whatever, yep. it gets real like glimmery and glinty. And there's a lot of detail on that shell. It's got like all these sets of fins or whatever. It was, it like, was very anime and very cool. I like this. Um, it's like the best he will actually look in the entire show, I think. Um, um, uh, Warpath. Seriously, I think I think it's probably the best he'll look because he looked really good and the shells looked amazing, like you said already. I don't think he transformed them, did he? Uh, I don't think so. Not this, not this one. He didn't. No, he doesn't. Um, so. I don't even. I don't even know this dude. Is it, is so? It, like it, the, the obvious question is: Is the he transforms? Is the turret the head? No. Um, I think I, I almost thought he transformed in uh, Dinobot Island Part Two or something like that. But it, you'll you'll hear him because um, he his whole dialogue is usually. like, Mind zoom. That's time when he's transformed. But yeah, his head comes out like out of the turret. So his the turret's like kind of his chest. So he like shoots uh, his chest. Yeah, but yeah, he's like, I'm gonna burn zoom Decepticons. That's essentially what he does. Like that's terrible. That's terrible. They should have given yes, him Gomer Pyle's voice. That would have been way cooler. <laughs> um, yeah, he got blown. He got blown up though. Like Megatron yeah. blew him up, dude. He, he well, shot he, the laser fingers. He shot the laser fingers on him, dude. Um. And uh, but now is when Perceptor says that they can't short out the 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 brain because it'll destroy half the world. Like, well, like when since when? Like, yeah, maybe like I don't know. Like maybe some like really uh fuzzy like um you know science fiction stuff here where if you take away the brain functionality from the the power source, it's gonna blow. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's plot device. It, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It may it, I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah. Somebody got called a filth. Uh, so they they undo the thing. They take it. The heart of Cybertron. They take it. And um, uh, Megatron got real mad and called them the filthy retro rats. This was, this was a new. The best new- part of this is when they're running out of his arm joint. And as they're running, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. 
gradually returning yeah so they're like running in the hallway like through i guess a hallway through his uh his his body like are we getting bigger or is this place getting smaller kind of that whole you know trophy mm-hmm. thing they run out and suddenly their their uh their size gets exponentially bigger really fast so they're basically running on like they're stepping on megatron as they run away which is, they were just they were just stomping on him dude. They were yeah, just like, yeah sorry man mm-hmm and Optimus Prime sounds really John Wayne-ish here too. He, he says some line that was like very like hey Pilgrim. Yeah, he often does though. He often yeah. sounds well. Like, it's part of the whole sound of uh that Peter Cullen did for Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. But uh oh well, you kind of completely um, missed the opportunity here to talk about Wheeljack pulling out a an, an invention that only lasts like five minutes. His his force field, and it's like I oh, do a force field that won't really yeah. last. Long. Dude, it, it, it was inconsequential. Like, it was like it was like who cares? Why did I didn't even put that in there? Like, they, <laughs> nah, they by have, time, dude. They they could do. They could have had more like riding electric snakes or drunk Decepticons. Man, they they could they cut out to ravage. <laughs> I, I would watch the moon it. for that for the force would, field. Yeah, I would watch an entire episode of Drunk Decepticons at a party. Like, uh, so good. Yeah, she won't talk to me. I don't know what's wrong. Man man um and so then they, they throw the uh braun throws the yeah he like uh, the heart of he, cybertron he's the strongest autobot he throws this heart of cybertron into orbit and it like goes like i just saw you roll your eyes two thousand like, two thousand feet he throws it two thousand feet or something like that well, it's like a mile a mile and a half he keeps going further and like receptor shoots it receptor turns to the microscope and like does a uh, sniper shot in orbit or whatever i don't, I don't know um, well, so that was one of the things like during um, later incarnations of Perceptor and like the uh, later comic stuff that they've done more recent times, he's always a sniper. And I really, I was like, why is he a sniper? I mean, yeah, he's a microscope on his, that, that's like micro stuff. That's not yeah, like it's, a, it's not, it's not a telescope. Apparently yeah. like that's, this is where it becomes a sniper. He shoots something out of orbit. So, yeah, you know, he hey, knows. he, and then Braun is like, this is my buddy. Now they're friends. He doesn't want to bully him anymore. Now they're friends because yeah, he actually, he, uh, yeah, he was giving him a hard time. We didn't talk. We didn't touch touch on this, but he gave him a hard time because he doesn't really do things in the field. He doesn't uh, yeah fight basically. He's like, a scientist, that's the, man. Like that's the well. I mean, like that's the you know like that's that real world factors creeping in here. That's that kind of goes along with um, uh, a Reagan era muscular patriotism. Oh yeah, I think that, that if you're that if you're not you know in the army or you know you're not fighting for the country, then you're you know you're not you're not really doing things. You're just doing science, and that doesn't really, that doesn't help anything. Like right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know if that was intentional or or what, but that was kind of a, a weird message that I got of it. But um, yeah, so <laughs> that was but and that was it. That was it. Um, that was probably the message you're supposed to get from it. You know, Braun is like a very militant um uh, gruff guy and um perceptors the nerd who does all the stuff that like helps him out so but he still he still ended up having like to do like like soldiery action stuff to to get the respect of the soldier instead of like proving that science was the that was the way to i mean he i mean he used science but not like but he still had to go and like swing across chasms and yeah you know, do video well, game look, platform stuff but lifeline and gi joe had to do some some heroic things even though he's a pacifist same thing here, you know. Perceptor, he did his own kind of thing, you know. It's yeah. it's the whole pacifism. In a, in a wartime, pacifists can't really be pacifists, but you know, whatever you want to draw from that, um, it's it's definitely a uh, episode of his time. Yeah, no, that, that's no, that, that's that's accurate. I, I think, yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, it definitely is kind of yeah, kind of Reagan-y. But um, but oh, yeah. that whole, said, whole show is this 
episode was absolutely amazing i loved almost every second the only thing that the end was just kind of like just kind of like a like a full stop but um yeah this this was so good this was um i mean this had so many cool things in it you know it was so funny with the uh with the septicons like getting totally hammered off of the energon like yeah who knew you could drink it like who, who knew that um, <laughs> also cool um all the all the the stuff from um uh like fantastic voyage was really cool um I, you know you got some new characters you haven't seen before the only thing the only thing that i think that really dragged it down was that um like i, I got uh, the septicon or the constructor comes back and they didn't even form into devastator like all this uh, they just teased me with these guys being there i just could like yeah the jobbers like, that would have been cool um yeah. all that said though um this was an extremely enjoyable episode and i laughed constantly through this episode uh and so kid brain on this one is gonna go i'm gonna go four electric snakes out of out of five uh adult brain however this is and this is unprecedented here adult brain's gonna have to give it four and a half borrowed bootleg motley crew cassettes <laughs> out of five because uh i had a, an absolute blast watching this episode this was so this was so good and so fun and i wish that uh I wish this dude just wrote every episode of Transformers like forever. This was this was this was one of my favorite episodes so far. Definitely, probably the best standalone episode. Um, yeah, th- yeah. This was I. I can't like I said, except for you know the tease of Devastator um, and the abrupt end. I can't really think of many bad things to say about this one. This was real cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, um, <clears throat> this is one of those episodes that I did not remember as a kid, and then years later I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is weird, man. I. I it's an episode I, I guess maybe i probably watched when i was younger but i really didn't understand why it was so good uh so yeah honestly man from uh from zentradi women to um there's a heart like green crystals to uh arboreal giant snakes drunk decepticons that was the best part of this i wish that could have been half the episode i would have <laughs> loved to hear that to hear those conversations hammered sound wave would have been fantastic but um you know uh this is one of those ones that really i I enjoy a lot the whole premise of it you know like the the big broody guy is going to be you know giving the scientists a hard time that was like an afterthought the rest of this episode was was pure gold pure gold so yeah man i'm gonna definitely have to give this um four and a half centrati women out of five Beautiful episode. I loved it. Green crystals and all. Riding electric snakes through the uh, body of Megatron. Perfect. <laughs> it, was so, it was so much. It was so much fun. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I, I, I'm. I'm real glad because uh, I watching this. There was times where I was watching this and I was like, uh, I was like, certainly the fandom has to love this episode. Like, and yeah. I, was, I was afraid this was gonna. I'm always afraid there's gonna be one that, that like I just love. Or one that I hate that the the general consensus is is the, the polar opposite. You know what? Like like if it's just like well, you know, I didn't. It was all right, and you're like, no, it was good. That's fine. <laughs> but if there's one where I'm like, like that was just the and everybody and you know the general fandom is like, no, that is the worst episode of Transformers. Like uh, like yeah. I, I don't like no. yeah I, I don't know if I could no. handle that. So uh, no, I was if, real happy that uh, yeah. If we had gotten the uh, argument between Rumble and Starscream and uh, Ravage Howling in the Moon, this probably would have been a five out of five. Yeah, I, I think that oh, would have uh, so yeah, good. I that, if I could have seen Devastator do something, that would have been that would have been cool too. Oh, maybe, God. He, he got drunk maybe he and, got and and he formed <laughs> they formed Devastator and he was like falling down, falling apart. That would have been pretty. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, that would have been perfect. 
<laughs> no, good. man, I'm, I'm um, right there with you. This is fantastic. A great episode. This is a lot of fun. Um, I'm loving this. So um, speaking of speaking of getting drunk, though, um, okay, let's talk go. about let's talk about this. Let's have a little footnote about this bar that because uh, I felt like we talked about this 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 uh, this this Nazi bar that has opened in my in my oh town. my god. So please tell the story. Okay, so I, the thing is, I don't I, I can't tell if these guys are like or what the deal with them is because they're they're called. Um, Oh God! What are they? What, SS Beerworks. Uh, SS Beerworks is, is the name of this place. SS Capital S Capital S Beer B E I R or B I E R in <laughs> German. Nazis have other it's it's like you put the, the letter S and the letter S on anything, and you're like, oh, I don't know, man. And but you put it with something German, and, but Dude. then they put it right before something German. And but then the, but they're saying that the name of the place is like Secret Sagittarius Beerworks or something like that. And I'm like, Ooh. and I'm like. I, I don't know that all this occultism is is really helping the case here. Um, but uh, so th- the thing is, is that um, I'm looking and I'm trying to find some like I'm I'm looking for like some National Front or you know like Iron Storm or you know like um, like <laughs> and, and here's the thing is that I don't like I don't normally like I don't normally talk about politics on this show, but um, like I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I'm I'm very much against any of these sort of of white supremacy groups like like very very like against any of this kind of skinhead uh like nazi skinhead uh ku klux klan trash uh and and you should be too uh but uh i'm always very much i try to be very aware of of the symbolism these groups carry so that you know i can recognize these things while i'm out and you know protect myself and protect you know people around me and warn them hey look man like hey yeah you know don't go to that place because there's some they got some they got some Nazi runes in there and that doesn't, that doesn't look good. So anyway, um, so yeah, so there's, there's all this in the name of the, the, the name of the place. And I'm, so I'm looking on their page and I'm like, uh, I don't know. There's, there's an event and there's a, a thing called, called the, uh, called like a band called folk storm. No, no, or it's like. storm folk, storm folk. That's right. Storm folk, storm folk, which is, uh, very easily transforms into Sturm Vulcan, uh, and is very that's that's you look at these people and you're like man these guys may these guys went to the barber and were like just give me the give me the nazi haircut give me the give me the, Hitler, <laughs> give me the Hitler, i want to i want it shaved all the way up on the side like a, like a nazi like this and Aries like, 88 beer they have a beer called 88 all right and so <laughs> the they have a beer 88. called 88 and so <laughs> Okay, so if you don't, if you if you're not aware of this reference here, um, Nazis use that as like a neo Nazis use that as like a um, uh, like a dog whistle when talking mm. to each other or whatever because a because of uh, the the Germans had guns called the 88s the uh, in World War II, but also because uh, the letter H is the eighth letter of the alphabet, mm-hmm. and so eight 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 or H H is uh, Heil Hitler. Um, <clears throat> and so but what i what i have found what i have since found out and i cannot like i, I don't know if it's if this is just like deep deep coded uh, but like their the, their whole gimmick is like astrology or something like that right but hence this the secret sagittarius the ss beer works yeah, um yeah. but there are 88 constellations that's why that beer is called 88 but I'm sorry. But I'm see here. Bad. But see, here's the thing: is that um, a friend of mine? Uh, so uh, I have a group chat with some guys from work, and like we sat there howling, laughing, making up all these dumb like Nazi 
themed beer names, you know, making fun of this place in our group chat. And so we went on their Facebook page and started asking, Hey, do you have the, the, uh, the pans sour for <laughs> <laughs> and they kept deleting our comments. So finally I just posted, are you guys actual Nazis or are you just really, oh. really bad at branding? I, I got to read the, the post. You sent this, this screenshot to me. <clears throat> so, uh, are you guys a Nazi bar or are you comedically inept at marketing and branding? That and, was the toast. That was the post. It, but they banned all, they blocked all of us from the page. They banned every one of us from the page. <laughs> and, and so like, it's like, I don't know. I, I guess they're going to brew up like some Edelweiss ale. Next <laughs> like, and so guys, like, I don't know. And, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine about it and I'm like, is this a Nazi place? I can't tell. And, you know, he's like, well, even if it isn't, it doesn't matter because that element is going to see that and be like, oh, hey, then they're going to throw the, you know, the secret handshake, uh, you know, about that place. That's going to, that's going to become, you know, like some fascist adjacent thing. So I, I apologize for going so off on that. There, What's that? Make sure you wear your armband in there to like signify who you're with. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta have you gotta have armband on. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry for that for that tangent. Um, we was, died. La- I like. I, I've, dude, I've been talking to Evan about this all week. And we've been dying. I'm dying. Laughing about it. And um, it's, like, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. It looks like a joke. It looks like someone's made this up for a skit. And but to to deepen the story, this whole the whole place is owned by a small tiny Thai woman. So I don't know. What? I, I don't. I don't know. I'm t- completely mystified, and I don't want to go there to find out because, like, like yeah, I want to give a business, but I'll mouth, I'll mouth off to, to, for this kind of stuff in public and get kicked out, and I don't want to do that. So, uh, so yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Well, um, thanks for that story because uh, it's. I don't even know where to go from there, but I will say this, guys: if you like what you hear. Um, if you like what you see on the YouTube, if you like what you hear, give us a good rating on a platform. Send it to your friends. Send it to your uh, your parents. They may pro- if you're you you're, you're young enough to be Trigger, who's on our um, our uh, Discord. Your parents might actually get some uh, some references. Oh, you you look like you want to say something. In regards to Trigger, Trigger is is amazing and made me for my birthday uh made me the most amazing piece of art of soundwave for my birthday and uh and sent yep. it to me and it is fantastic it is currently uh, adorning the uh the wallpaper on my cell phone and uh yeah. fantastic trigger thank you so much once again we have the best fans um and cool. uh, that was that was really fantastic and that actually meant a lot and uh thank you thanks yeah I, I and i gotta say um i speaking of our fans uh people i don't know I don't have so much fans, but people we talk to all the time. I don't, it's kind of weird to say fans because, like, I feel like we just, and just, like we're friends. Yeah, we're just um, like, yeah, there's, yeah, I, there's people on Discord at this point. Yeah, so. I, I went in to like express my feelings about a certain subject um, yesterday on our Discord because I was I just had a I didn't needed a bully pulpit for a few seconds, and uh, Danny comes in there. He didn't have to totally agree with me, and he didn't totally agree with me. We could talk about it, and that's the cool thing about it. You know, we we're, there's enough air room for everyone. It's kind of cool to have, you know, different people have different ideas about things. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's cool to have, you know, people like Danny in there, people like Tim in there, um, people like Trigger in there, uh, us in there is always cool. Boo is always in there. He's always, you know, giving us a lot, a lot of good input. You know, this, it's just nice having these people to talk to. And like, it's not like, I feel like we're not screaming to, into the void. 
So it's kind of cool to have a community growing like that. Uh, Jess, I know you're uh, behind on things. I, I emailed uh, emailed Jess recently about things and to make sure she's okay. She is. She's going to try to get caught up. So uh, yeah, I'm glad to hear she's doing okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I worry about people when I don't hear from them. I know it's silly, but that's just the way I am. I know you are too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, okay. Going back to what I was saying before, uh, if you like what you hear, you know, give us a good rating, share with a friend. Uh, if you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, share the videos. Uh, you know, I'm trying to make the videos better and more and immersive every week with uh, help from Boo from AxelonUnderground.net. He's giving me some good guests from the episodes. Or if you're like my wife, GIFs of the episodes that I could put into the uh, in, into the uh, the stream to make it more immersive and make you understand what we're talking about more. I prefer um, the Spanish pronunciation of a heath, actually. Heath. Okay. Heath. You, you only said you different. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Once again, I'm going to leave on um, the uh, link for the GoFundMe for the uh, Sunbow Archive guy, Simon Lech. Uh, I don't know how he's doing. I haven't checked on that. You know, I've had a lot going on myself. But uh, if you can, you know, spare some time, go to the Sunbow Archive uh, page. It's a really cool page. Lots of good information. That's where I got the information about the extra dialogue that we that was cut from the episode and lots of other things, too. I'm going to post some pictures, uh, you know, during the uh, episode, especially of like a huge panoramic of the inside of Megatron's chest or whatever. Um, all these kinds of things are on the Sunbow Archive. Really cool stuff. And um, so, yeah, then um, join the Discord. It's, links are always in the show notes. Um, come say hi, hang out. Um, you know, David, I you know, really cool. Like, we we got a really cool um, you know, uh, friend showing up. Uh, David Cunningham, right? Cunningham. He um, um he does. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I make make sure I got the last name right. Um, it's kind of like riffing at this point. Um, he um he was one of the people who like founded the um, one of the. A YouTube page that really went into like um, um, giving lots of voices to the IDW comics. Really cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Really cool stuff to check out. I, I was already a fan before I knew he joined the page. So big fan of that. Um, also, we have our friend Justin from Over the Pond. Uh, he's over there uh, checking in with us every so often. It's just a cool little community like building that we always all get to know each other pretty well that way. Even though Ed's going to turn off notifications this next week because uh, he's he's too afraid to face the fans. Man, I just don't. I don't feel like being added about lizards. You know, I'm just that's all I'm saying. Yes, um, reptiles, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm uh gonna go to call it here. Um, hang out, talk to us on the socials, email us if you want to. Uh, Ed hits transforms at gmail.com, more than meets these guys at gmail.com, whatever you want to do, we'll talk to you. And uh, so, um, go ahead and call it here because I'll keep on rambling for another half hour if I if you let me. Same. So, um, yeah, any quotes for us today, man? No, I don't have a quote. Just go to uh, SS Beer Works uh, Facebook page and ask them if they're Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, I'm going to take off you guys. Um, see you next week. Roll out. See ya.
More Than Meets These Guys podcast is performed by Evan Johns and Ed Strickland. Research is done by Evan Johns, Ed Strickland, and with special research help from Boo of the AxelonUnderground.net. Graphics and images in the video portion are created for the podcast exclusively by C. Hooper. Special thanks to everyone who makes this podcast more enjoyable every week.